Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. Good morning, FC. Hey, do this for me real quick. If you can, scoot to the center of your aisles and make some room for some people coming in a little later. Um, The last few, well, actually last week we had people that were going into our lobby um, and they couldn't find a seat and they were like, there's no place for me to sit, which is an awesome problem, Foundation Church. So let's try to be, let's squeeze in together. We're a family. Just get nice and roomy with one another. Show some love. You're like, but I don't know this person. Get to know them. If you're going to touch shoulders, you better know them. Um, Be like, hey, you know, um, maybe if you're single in this place, you'd be like, hey, girl. Anyways, um. Make sure there's no ring. Um, if you have a ring, be like, I forgot my ring. Um, or if they look really weird, be like, I forgot my ring. Um, but hey, a couple of things. Last week was our Connect Group kickoff. And if you don't know what our Connect Groups are, it is our small groups here at Foundation Church. And one of the things we believe is that we are better together. And um, I want to give you some stats that have happened. And so I'm going to ask them to put a slide up real quick. And you're going to see it before I can tell you. But we had 138% growth happen just last week in the areas of our Connect Groups, which is awesome. We had about 101 people involved in Connect Groups last semester. Um, We had 152 just last week sign up, which brings us to 263 people who've decided to do life together and not just do it alone. Can I tell you, Foundation Church, this is a win. That is what a win looks like. That's what a win sounds like. And so I just want to say thank you to all the leaders um, that are hosting. If you have not signed up, it is not too late. Um, You can go to our Connect Center. You saw it in in the announcement videos. And we would love, love, love to get you connected to a small group because we really do believe you're not called to do life alone. And we are better together. Let me give you a couple of things before I get into my message. Real quick, at the very end of service, we're going to be doing communion as a church body, so make sure you don't leave early this morning um, because we will be doing communion. The second thing is this. Um, In the lobby and in the hallway of our children's area, um, you're going to see a a police officer, an off-duty police officer. And here is why. Um, Nothing even remotely has happened to where we need to have a police officer. Praise God. Um, We want to be really wise people at Foundation Church. Your leadership team here wants to be really wise, and we want to be proactive in protecting your kids and protecting what God is doing here. And so before there's ever an issue to happen, we're going to be proactive and make sure we've got someone here that can handle an issue if there was something to arise or happen. And so please understand, we're not hiding anything. If you've been coming here very long, you may be suspicious. I'm telling you, I don't hide anything. What you see is what 
what you get. This is all natural this morning. Um, but we just want to be really wise and proactive in making sure this is a safe place where we can lift up the name of Jesus Christ and make him famous. And I want to tell you, as you see the different police officers here, man, go up and talk to them. Tell them thank you because we love our police officers that serve week in and week out here at Foundation Church. And we are glad they're here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I just wanted to let you know, because I know, I know church people. They're like, oh, what do we have a police officer? Because um, we're actually ahead for once. Um, we're thinking ahead. Um, and then uh, another thing, I know that our kids area, specifically our nursery, our two and three-year-old room, and our four and five-year-old room are jam-packed. And there are bad problems, and there are good problems, and this is a good problem. Um, We have a temporary building coming that is going to double uh, that whole hallway there minus the FC elementary room. So in just a little four to six weeks, we will have three new classrooms that will be outside, you'll be able to walk to, that we will be putting our threes in, our fours in, our fives in, breaking it down, making it easier. I'm going to ask all you parents, um, all you you people that are serving in our nurseries and our twos and threes and our fours and fives, if you're serving, thank you. Um, That is huge, yeah. But just be patient with us as we get that building here. Um, We make sure that it's in code and we get it ready to go. Foundation Church, what an awesome, awesome problem to have that we're running out of parking spots, we're running out of seats, and we're running out of kids' room. This is what it's all about. However, I need some of my second service people to go to first service. And I know, I know, I know, you're like, but they're first service people. Um, I know. And I'm not past bribing you. And so, <laughs> starting the week after Labor Day, for four weeks, we are going to be providing donuts for sir, first service people only. I know second service. <laughs> I, I know what I'm saying right now. You're like, but wait a minute. I know. I am bribing you with donuts, with pastry goodness to come to first service. You may be like, oh, I'm just going to get one afterwards. Listen to me, second service. I, I love you. Okay. After mingle time and first service, we're throwing the donuts away. (laughs) All right, because you guys got time to go get donuts, right? And so if some of you can make that switch for us, it would be awesome. What a great problem to have. Hey, today we're going to be talking a little bit about our vision here at Foundation Church. If you have been coming very long or you haven't been coming very long, um, this should be on every chair. And we want you to take this home with you, put it on your mirror, put it in a place you can see it all the time. This is the vision and the purpose and the values here at Foundation Church. And we believe, just like this is a running bib, like you would get if you checked in for race, this is one of those bibs. And we believe God has called us each to run a race. And we believe that race looks like being a church where the lost become found, where growing equals changing, where found people find people, where we're better together, and where saved people serve people. We believe that's a race God has called us to run as fully devoted followers of Christ. And I want to talk to you a little bit about this today. And don't worry, I don't have five points. I can't get to all this. There's no stinking way. I I know my capabilities, and I just can't do it. Um, But today, I I do want to talk to you about where we're going as a church and the heartbeat of Foundation Church and what God is doing. Um, 
Johann Wolfgang von Goethe said this, the things that matter most must never be at the mercy of things that matter least. The things that matter most must never be at the mercy of those things that matter least. And can I tell you, churches have a tendency of just finding things that don't matter and running after those things. And we here at Foundations Church, we're not going to be that church. We're not going to try to do everything under the sun. If we're not doing it, there's probably a good reason that we're not doing it. We want to keep this church simple, keep Jesus at the forefront, and run that race that he has called us to run. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 2, it says this, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off everything that slows us down. Let's, let's strip, let's, let's stop dealing with things that matter least. Let's strip off those things that don't really matter and is not building God's kingdom in the first place, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance, Right now, if you told me, hey, let's go run a race, let's go run a half marathon, I could go probably two good miles with you, right? But that's not running with endurance. I I could not finish that half marathon. There's no way, I'm telling you. I could walk it, do my little mall walk, um, but that's not running with endurance. We don't want you to just start this race. We want you to finish this race, to run it with endurance. Let us run with endurance the race God has set before us And how do we do that? We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. That's how we do it. And out of this verse, out of this text, is coming a new vision statement for us at Foundations Church. Um, If you've been coming very long, you know that our vision statement for a really long time was believe, belong, become. And I just, I told you, we're going to be real this morning. Can I tell you, we we stole that from another church. Some of you are like, really, I've never heard that before. Um, Yeah, we stole it from another church, um, and we did that at the very beginning of when we were launching this church, and they're like, what's your vision statement, Justin? And I was like, I have no idea. And I was like, hey, Shannon, do you know a good vision statement? He's like, our church is believe, belong, become. And I was like, our vision statement is believe belong, become. <laughs> but just realize, and we loved it and we believed in it, but I feel like, I feel like it, we're, we turned nine years old in two weeks, okay, which is awesome, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like, honestly, that for the first time in about nine years, <laughs> that I really know what God's calling us to run after with a tenacity is not just to have a vision, but to make that vision a reality. And so FC, Foundation Church, our new vision statement is simply this. We exist to make Jesus famous in all that we do. That's it. I didn't steal that from anybody. That is pure Foundations Church right there. We exist as a church not to make Foundations Church famous, right? Not to lift up Foundations Church, even though I think it's the greatest church and I love it. That's not what we're called to do as followers of Christ. We exist not to make Justin Graves famous. What? We exist to make Jesus famous in all that we do. 
Our Sunday mornings are to make Jesus famous in all that we do. The reason we're building churches in Africa isn't to get missions giving credit, which some of you are like, they do that? I know, so dumb, who cares? We're not getting missions giving credit for it. Can can I tell you why? We're going around the system and making sure every one of your dollars is going to the very thing that you gave to. We're making sure that churches aren't getting credit, a denomination isn't getting credit for it, but to make Jesus famous in all that we do. That's what we're called to do. So how do we do this? How do we do this? How do we make sure that we're not running after things that matter the least, but we're running after the things that matter the most? The first thing I would tell you, and it's right here on this, I'm gonna cover three things, is that I believe the way that we make Jesus famous right here in Tulsa is that we have to, have to, have to, have to, have to stay found people that find people. We have to stay found people that are finding people. Luke 19.10, I read this scripture all the time, but it simply says this, for the Son of Man came to find lost people and save them. Came to find lost people. He didn't, doesn't say he came to find good people. This takes place right after Zacchaeus. All the religious people are getting mad because Jesus asked Zacchaeus. He told him, hey, he, he just invited himself over, Jesus did. So if you ever invite yourself over to somebody's house, you're being Christ-like. Um, but he just invites himself to Zacchaeus' house. He says, hey, short man, get down out of the tree. I'm coming to your house for tea today. I don't know if it was actually tea, but he just said, I'm coming. That's what you said in the song, because I'm coming to your house for tea. No, you don't. Um, but I'm coming to your house today. He hung out with Zacchaeus, and it said, people of disreputable characters, like the worst of the worst, the ones that all the Jewish people hated is who Jesus is hanging out with. And when the religious people got mad, Jesus said, hey, calm down, calm yourself. Check yourself, right? You do you. Because you know why I came here? I came to find lost people and save them. To show you there's hope for their life. To show them that there's a second chance, there's a third chance, there's a 10th chance, there's a 100th chance, there's a 200th chance, there's a millionth chance. To be a found person that is finding people. And it was recorded this way all the time. When you read the New Testament, you read the story of the woman at the well. He came and he said, man, I know you're drawing water, but if you'll take water from me, if you will drink from this fountain that never runs dry, you'll never thirst again. He read her mail. He said, there's hope. There's a change that can happen to you. And what did that lady do? She went all into her village. The woman that had the bad bad reputation that she had to come draw water from the well in the middle of the heat of the day because all the other ladies talked about her because she had been married so many times and she was the first original recorded shacker upper in the whole history of the world. She's shacking up. Jesus, check the Bible out. He says, and the man you're living with right now ain't even your husband, right? He didn't say, how dare you? How? What, what, a, what a horrible example you are. No, no, no. He changed her life, and she ran out, and she told the whole village about him, and the whole village came to Jesus Christ to hear of the purpose and plan that Jesus had for some Samaritans because she was a found person that found people. He went to weirdos. He went to a guy that was demon-possessed, right? You're not going to hang out with demon-possessed people. I don't want to hang out with demon-possessed people. I'm just being real honest. Scare me. It's like it, like the clown movie, like, ah, I've had way too much coffee this morning. (laughs) 
And, and he goes and he like changes this guy's life and it says the people around the place were amazed at the demon-possessed man. You see, it, see it's, it's a reaction that happens when we go from being lost to being found. Man, you can't get over that. And, and here's why I'm so passionate about this. Here's why I talk to this about my kids. This is why I, I try to leave, uh, live and breathe this day in, day out. It's simply this, is because when you meet Jesus, it changes everything. Can I just tell you, when, when you meet Jesus Christ, it changes everything. It changes your whole life. And don't ever lose focus of that as a church, that that's what really matters is that when you meet Jesus, man, he changes everything. But, but some of you may be like, well, Justin, you know what? I'm not, I'm not comfortable talking to other people directly about Jesus. First thing I would tell you is the more you do it, the more comfortable you will get, okay? Um, tell people your story. Tell people how your life has been changed. Everything changed the moment you met Jesus because you don't have to answer theology questions at that point because you're just telling you, hey, I don't know all the answers. I just know what happened here here in me. But if you're not comfortable, some of you, you just say, man, I'm just not comfortable in it. You remind me of me this past week dealing with my daughter's computer. I'm not a savvy tech guy. I wish I was, um, but I'm not. Um, and my daughter brought me her Google Chromebook that she got from school, and there was an issue with it. And she, for some reason, for some reason, She's her mom's child on this, because this is way outside of my even thinking process. Um, she, my oldest daughter, Charlie, has decided to take Chinese on purpose. Um, like, I'm like, who does that on purpose? I'm like, give me two, like, can I take Jim twice? You know, I'm like, and she, she's taking Chinese. And so she went to her Chinese class. Um, she opened their computer, and the teacher had them set the settings in Chinese, Like, everything looks like a hashtag, hash brown blessed life. Do you know? I just, <laughs> and so she comes home, and she goes to work on some homework, and she opens it up, and she forgot to set the settings back to English. I don't, I don't, I'm a Mac guy, okay? I know how to barely navigate a Mac, like an Apple. Charlie's like, hey, Dad, um, I need your help on my computer. I'm like, okay, I'm capable. I can do this. I don't know what's getting, what I'm getting ready to see. I'm like, okay, I can, what, what's up? What's up? And she's like, um, this. And I look at it, I'm like, Charlie? I go, your computer's in Chinese, I think. And she's like, yeah, that's a problem. I'm like, well, why? I'm like, what in the world? Why do you think I can fix this? You're in Chinese, not me. I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. And she's like, I know. And she starts getting mad at me. And I'm like, I didn't put it in Chinese. You did. Why are you getting mad at me? And so she was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm like, I don't know what you're going to do either. <laughs> and so we started talking. I was like, you know what? I'm not capable of handling this. I, this is way out of my expertise. But here's what I do know. You can go someplace at school. You can go back to your teacher and say, hey, 
Mr. Whatever Your Name Is, Mr. Chinese Teacher, how do I set my computer back to English? And that's what she did, and it got straightened out. And, and, and the reason I'm telling you this is maybe you don't feel qualified. Maybe you just feel very uncomfortable. You just feel like, I don't know how to do this. Can I tell you, every single one of us can do this, though. We can take a person. We can bring a person where they can meet Jesus Christ at, where they can hear a message that will absolutely change their life. And that's what the disciples did. In John chapter 1, verse 38 through 46, it says this, Jesus looked around and saw them following, and he said, what do you want? They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying, and they remained with him the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother, Simon, and told him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, come follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida. I never can say this the first time. Uh, Beth, Beth Sida. We're just going to call it Beth. Philip was from Bethes. Andrew and Peter's hometown. See, it's not just you that struggles with saying weird things in the Bible. It's your pastor too. Andrew and Peter's hometown. And Philip went to look for Nathaniel and told him, we have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathaniel. Can anything good come from Nazareth? And Philip just replied, come and see for yourself. Can I tell you, man, that, that's it. You're going to have people that say, church, are you, you for real right now? You want me to come to church? Anything good happen at church? Because I've been hurt by a church. I've been abused by a church. I, I've heard about churches. Can I tell you, just be a found person that finds people. Be a bringer of people so that they can meet a Savior named Jesus Christ, because can I tell you, it will never be about us reaching a number here at Foundations Church. It will always be about us reaching a person who has a name whose story needs to be changed. That's what it's always about, that's what it's always been about, and that's what it always will be. About how do we make Jesus famous in everything we do? We realize that growing people are changing people. Growing people equals changing people. You can't be growing if you're not changing. Um, this past week at our Connect Group kickoff, we have our Alpha Connect Group. And if you don't know what Alpha is, it's like our next step uh, for, for Christians that, man, you just, you don't know how to navigate your Christian walk and you don't know how to live this whole thing out. That's what Alpha is all about. And it starts today. If you want to join, they've got childcare. They're feeding you after this service today. I think I'm correct on that. Yes. Um, and we've still got room if you want to join. Um, but we had 23 people sign up. Can I tell you that's awesome? That's way bigger than any group we've had go through before because growing right now, you can't grow if you're not changing, and you can't change if you're not growing. And it says this in Galatians chapter 5, verse 7 through 8. It says, you were running the race so well. Who has held you back from following 
the truth. Certainly isn't God, for he's the one who called you to freedom. Verse 13, for you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Who's guiding your life right now? Are you still running the race with endurance right now? Or have you taken a wrong turn? Have you gotten sidetracked? You know, most of us in this place, we have GPS. We have GPS on our phones, we have GPS in our cars, and you put your destination in, you put where you wanna go, and if you take a wrong turn, right, it shows something like this on your phone or your navigation system, rerouting, rerouting, and it's like she starts yelling at you, right? It's like um, Shannon Dalrymple, our worship leader, um, he had a uh, tom-tom and he switched it to Mr. T. And so anytime you took a wrong turn, he's like, you took a wrong turn, fool. Um, And it was awesome. (laughs) It was awesome. But when you realize you've taken a wrong turn, you start redirecting yourself so you can get to the destination you're wanting to go. When I take a wrong turn when I'm trying to get somewhere, I get mad at the GPS system. I get mad at Siri. I'm like, you should have told me sooner, dummy. You know, you just like, turn now, turn now, turn now. That doesn't work. I didn't know to get over there. You got to tell me sooner. And I stress out. And can I tell you, if I stress out this much about taking a wrong turn, just about traveling, there's a lot of us, we're stressed out because... Man, somewhere along the line, we took a wrong turn. We made a wrong choice. We started listening to the wrong person, giving us the wrong directions. We started looking at the wrong things that started giving us the wrong advice. And this morning, can I tell you, your life is about making mid-course redirections, mid-course corrections in your life because you're never gonna not keep growing hopefully, so that means you're constantly gonna be changing. And hear me on this, who you decide, what you decide to look at and who you decide to listen to will always determine your destination. Who, what you're looking at, what you're trying to achieve, does it really matter the most? Is it at the mercy of what really doesn't matter in life? Because if so, there may need to be a mid-course correction that you made. If you're listening to the wrong person, you're listening to the wrong circumstances, and you just made a wrong choice, can I tell you, start listening to the Holy Spirit who wants to guide your life and start running this life with endurance. Because I'm telling you, welcome to the club. Growing equals changing. And my prayer is that we are constantly growing people, that we're constantly changing. I think every single one of us, we have a next step. We have a next step. We have a next step. And the, this, the question this morning is, what's your next step? 
What's the next step that God is asking you to take? Because I, I'm truly convinced that most of us, most of, of, of the issues for a lot of us isn't the things that we're necessarily engaged in that are bad. It's the things that we're refusing to engage in that God is calling us to that are good. It's not the sins of commission. It's the sins of omission. It's the things that we're just not willing to do. So how do we do this? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. What's your next step? How do we keep making Jesus famous? Man, we stay people that are found people, that are finding people. We keep staying people that are growing, which means we're changing. The last thing I would tell you is that we are saved people who serve people. We're saved people who serve people. And this is a heartbeat of our church. Can I tell you, there is amazing growth happening, Foundation Church. I, I love what God is doing. I love that we're running out of parking spots. That's awesome. I love that we don't have enough room in our nursery, our twos and threes, our four and fives. I know our volunteers may not right now, but I love it. <laughs> I love that we're having to get more buildings. I, I love that we are going, and we're just getting started. That's what I love. I feel like we're just hitting our stride. But can I tell you, our ability to grow is directly tied to our willingness to serve. Our, our ability to keep growing is going to be tied directly to our willingness to fill out the Save People, Serve People card and get involved and serving. Martin Luther King Jr. said this. He says, everybody can be great because everybody can serve. I love that. Everybody can be great because everybody can serve. Maybe you don't feel qualified. <laughs> I, I, I'm not qualified to be a pastor. <laughs> I'm a mess. I said, hey, hey, somebody said amen. Wait, easy. <laughs> You know what? God doesn't qualify, doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. He, let him take care of you, and you just take your next step and get involved in being a safe person that serves people. Matthew chapter 20, verse 28 says this, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others, and to give his life as a ransom for many. First Peter chapter four, verse 10 through 11 says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts, so use them well to serve one another. Don't hoard them, but use them. What's that gifting he's put in you? If you hate kids, it's not to be in the kids' ministry. <laughs> Shut up, kid, and sit down. We're gonna talk about Jesus. No, they're just stupid animal crackers. You know, no, 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 no. He's given you gifts, use them. Use them for more than just your kingdom. But use them to make Jesus famous in everything you're doing. That's what we're called to do. That's how we're called to live this life, man. If it's giving, give generously is what the Bible says. If it's teaching, start teaching. If it's helping, man, help with enthusiasm. This is what he's calling us to do. It says this in, in verse 11 of 1 Peter chapter 4. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God's supplies, then everything you do, the reason we serve, then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. And everything you do makes Jesus famous in all that you do. That's it. 
That's it, and that's the vision, and that's the purpose of what we're doing. It's what we're all about. And I don't want this to get lost in translation. I don't want to get this lost in what we're called to do because I believe God has called us to do amazing things that we aren't capable of doing on our own, but man, when we do it together, we can change this world. I believe it. There was a guy as I closed today. There's a gentleman that came to our church uh, named Robert Rangale. And Robert, some of you know, uh, passed away tragically a few months ago on his way back home from work. Um, he was killed in an accident. Somebody swerved in his lane and hit him head on. And uh, we lost Robert way too soon. And Robert was one of my buddies. If you knew Robert, he loved being here. I, I, I just tell you, this guy up here, some of you saw him, and he would hold up a sign that is literally, I, I love this picture. It's my favorite picture of Robert, because for the longest time, Robert didn't know if that was true for him. He, he didn't know if he truly belonged in church. And if you know Robert's story, Robert lived out every single value. Robert lived out this whole racing bib right here. He went through every step and lived that out. Robert was a person who was lost and became found because his son Roberto invited his dad and his dad didn't show up and he invited his dad again and invited his dad again and invited his dad again until his dad came in, Robert, and found a savior named Jesus Christ who changed everything. And man, when Robert came in and he became found, man, his life changed drastically. He became a found person who started finding people, invited his fiance to come with him. He went through our alpha course and became this person who was growing and learning. If there was a time that the doors were open for our men's ministry, he was here because he knew we're better together. He's in small groups. He's serving. All of a sudden, Robert starts serving. He's out there holding a sign, smiling, and you belong here. And I went out there one Sunday and I was like, Robert, my man. Man, what are you doing? He's like, I'm holding the sign. <laughs> I said, Robert, I go, tell me. I go, what, what made you decide to do this? And just in the way Robert could say it, he said, well, I figured I was up next. Figures my turn. I heard a need and I, I, I figured I was up next. And that question, that phrase that he said, as I was preparing the message this week, I thought, man, who's, who's up next? Who's up next? Who's going to be the next Robert that makes a difference in somebody's life? From the moment they're pulling into a parking lot, they see somebody holding a sign that says, you belong here. Somebody in the lobby greeting them and smiling because they're unsure. Because you remember your first time to church? Are these people going to be nice? Do I fit in here? Do I belong here? Oh, no, you belong here. Because let me tell you my story. I was a mess. And then Jesus found me, and he changed everything. Who's up next? Somebody, you're, you're just waiting. You're waiting for that right moment. You're waiting for everything to be perfect. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. But you're up next. It's your turn to step into the race 
that God has called you to run and to run it with endurance, not so that it makes Foundations Church famous. That's not the heart. Not so that it makes a pastor famous, because that's not what it's about, but so that it points people to a Savior named Jesus Christ. (laughs) Who just like Robert, changes everything. It's what he's called us to, FC. It's why I'm passionate about it. Because if it can change Robert, man, it can change anyone. Because people need to know that that sign, you belong here, is true. That there's a place for you, is true. Let's make Jesus famous in all that we do. Let's pray. Lord, we love you and we thank you for today. Lord, I I just... I stop and I just say thank you for what I get to do. Thank you for blessing me with the privilege of getting to be the pastor here at Foundation Church. Thank you for what you are doing in this place week in and week out. God, I, I just ask that we would not settle into the church that it's easy to become, but we would rise up into the church you're calling us to be. God, that we wouldn't get tired, we wouldn't get burned out, we wouldn't get worn out, but this morning we would run the race that you have placed before us as a church with endurance. God, I pray for that soul that has been hurt by church. I ask that in Jesus' name, they would realize there is a community of believers that is for them, that is not judging them, that is not casting them out, that is not asking them to fit in, but they just belong here because they've walked in through these doors. God, I ask for that person today who's just, man, they're timid. They're not sure about that next step. They're not sure about that next commitment. Lord, I pray, give them the courage to take that next step to be a growing person who's changing. Lord, I pray for that person who's struggling with serving. Lord, I pray today that they would stop wrestling where to serve and they would just jump into the deep end and start serving so that saved people serve people so that the served people can become saved people. Lord, I I pray that in this place we would have a heart to reach people. Lord, that we would be found people that find people because, Lord, we just never got past meeting Jesus. We just never forgot how it changed everything in our life and in our situation and in our marriage and our home. God, that we just come to base one. We just come back to the basics of it's all about Jesus and it's all about him changing everything. And that's what drives us to run. That's what drives us to become the church you've called us to be. Isn't it about building us? Not about building a person, not about building an organization, but about building the kingdom of God and making Jesus famous in all that we do. 
God, I pray let us come back to that and let us not forget what matters most. But let us throw off the things that easily hinder us from running the race you've called us to run. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. With heads bowed, eyes closed, this morning, if you're here today and you say, Justin, I'm here, and I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, we want to give you that chance. That this morning, if you're here and you say, Justin, you know what, I just need to recommit my life because the reality is I'm not where I should be in my relationship with him. I'm going to count to three, and all I'm going to ask you to do is raise your hand. We're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to call you out. We're not going to lead you to another room. We're just going to lead you in a prayer because we believe Jesus sees a hand raised, and he changes a heart. First John 1 John 1.9 says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us from all our unrighteousness. This morning, if that is you, I would tell you, don't wait. Just have 10 seconds, 10 seconds of insane courage to make the biggest decision that you will make in your life that will change everything. One, two, three. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? Yeah, there's one hand, there's two hands, there's three hands, there's four. Is there anyone else you say, Justin, that's me today. I want to join. Yeah, see on the side, there's six. Is there anyone else you say, Justin, that's me today. And I want to join these six hands that are raised before I go any further. In service, man, there's a, there's a change that needs to happen. I want to be growing. I want to be changing. And I'm not where I need to be. If there's anyone else, you join these six hands that are raised before we go any further in service. Yeah, I see your hand. Anyone else? Anyone else? Seven people that raise their hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today and I confess that I've sinned and that I've messed up. But God, I ask for your forgiveness. I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Can we give these seven individuals a huge round of applause this morning? Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or in need of prayer or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at Nicole at foundationschurch.tv. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.